You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Oh, Happy New Year, everyone. You know, it's interesting because I haven't felt more like a pastor than this last eight days. I haven't felt more like a pastor this last eight days because it's like there's so many different things going on in a lot of people's lives. And it's interesting because it's like I've, I've, we've been doing this thing for the last maybe a year and a half, two years now. And it's like, but somehow, someway, when New Year's hit, like January 1st, everybody comes to me with all their problems. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. Please, 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 don't get me wrong. And that's the reason why I started the whole pray every single day. So, um, so every single morning, or uh, I don't say morning, every single day, whether morning or night, sometime during the day, I'm going to go on for at least, uh, sorry, maximum five minutes. You're not going to have me go on there for a whole sermon or whatever. Just five minutes quickly, say a little quick verse, say a quick uh, prayer, and done. Less than five minutes. So join me every single day on our Facebook group. You know, I love, um, we used to go to church in San Jose where every single year, this was the most attended service out of every single uh, service in that church. You know, usually other churches are Easter or Christmas. This was the first Sunday they called Agreement Sunday because this was a Sunday that people would get these, this paper and write five things they're believing for for that year. And they would write down the five things they're believing for. So tonight, I'm going to give you guys these papers. So as I'm speaking, though, feel free to write down five things you're believing for. I remember my one time, one year that we did this back in 2005, no, 2006. 2005 we met, and then 2006 is the next year, and they said write down five things you're believing for. As if everything you write down will come to pass. Write down every single thing. So I wrote it down. One, two, I said, okay, I want to be $30,000, over $30,000 in debt, I want that paid off. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm making six twenty-five an hour only working 10 hours a week. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to go pay, that, pay off $10,000, $30,000. And then I put, I put a lot of different things down on there. Every one of those things were done that year. The next year, pastor says, all right, five things you're believing for. I had 32. I added lines. Number six, number seven, number eight, number nine. And the reason why they did that is because every single year, the people would write down what they're believing for, and the pastors would pray over those pieces of paper with oil and pray and lay hands on it. And I was like, no way. And no wonder, even those who weren't Christians would come from all across Silicon Valley to come to that church. And I remember, on a, they call it Agreement Sunday. Agreement Sunday, they had like, you know those like, uh, those like um, fences that they use for like, whenever it's like a premiere or like the, the crowd control. That's the day they would have those out. They would actually have this uh, police department come out and monitor, handled traffic, and that was the Sunday that was the most impactful Sunday that everyone came to because whether you're Christian or not, they knew somehow, someway, whatever you wrote on that thing, and they prayed over, it came to pass. And so I said to myself, you know what? I told Angela, I said, you know what? When we have a church, this is back in 2006, I was like, we're going to do this. So every single year, you better best believe 
we're going to have a thing called Agreement Sunday. And that's what this is. So feel free to write your stuff down. I suggest you write it down, put it in your Bible, put it in your purse, take a picture of it, and just check bo- checkbox. Checkbox. I haven't heard from everyone, anyone else, but I remember hearing from a Eugene. By March, every one of those things were taken care of. So make sure you write down things on there, write things bold. This is between you and God. It's not, you're not going to share it with the, you know, with the class, share it with the class, guys. You know what I mean? You're not going to share it with the class. You're not going to share it on social media with me. This is between you and God. Make sense? So for those of you online, you don't need this fancy paper to write it down. Feel free to write a piece of paper on your own and just five things I'm believing for. And save that. Write it down and save it and pray over it. Get oil and pray over it. Amen. Holy Father, we thank you for this night. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us loud and clear on this Sunday. And Father, may you begin to do a miracle in our lives. May faith rise up within us tonight that we believe in the miraculous, believe in the miracles, and believe in your goodness. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. My first verse here you know, I want to talk about here is Mark 3.25. Now, here's the thing. This is that, pull up verse up, but let me just say this quick. It's interesting because a lot of times we will say what we're believing for, right? We'll say what we're believing for. But the, the, the non-church world will say, here's my New Year's resolution. But how many of us here have ever made, have, okay, let's just start here. Who's ever made a New Year's resolution before, ever, in the past or whatever else? And how many of you guys here know that you've given up on it later on there in the year, right? So that's interesting because it's like we all think that January 1st is a starting point to something, okay, this is when I'll start. This is my, my go date. This is my X, Y, and Z. And so what's interesting, though, the reason why New Year's resolution don't hit is because it's a New Year's wish. It's a New Year's, I wish to be skinny, which I, 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 like, my, I like myself. Um, I wish to, uh, I wish to whatever, get out of debt. I wish to start this business. I wish to, I wish, I wish, I wish to make those resolutions. And what's happening is it becomes a wish, and that's all it is. It's just a wish. There's no action behind it. And the reason why those things don't work, the new resolution, is because it's 100% reliant on you. But when we're doing here tonight, the five things we're believing for in 2003, 2023, is that we're believing for something that doesn't rely on you, but relies solely on God. And my friends, when you put him to the test with your faith and say, Lord, I'm believing that what I write down on this paper here will come to pass, then you're putting him, omano, omano, what do you call that? You know, we're going head to head here. Lord, this is my faith, my confession. And I'm going to pray and believe this will come to pass. But if you just say, you know, okay, yeah, I just want to be happy. I want to just, you know, you know have nice shoes. I want, that's dreaming too little. My friends, you know, there's a, there was a story I heard from a, a speaker named Tony Robbins. He talked about how every time he passes the homeless, if they ask him for money, he gives them 100. That's his how much he gives. And then he, then he asked the question to the audience. He's like, how many of you guys here are homeless now? Everyone raises their hand. You know, it's funny. But, but he asked, he walked by this homeless guy, and the homeless guy says, sir, sir, sir. And he goes, oh, good. Okay, I know I'm going to give something away. He always carries hundreds with him because he knows he's giving away. He goes, sir, sir, sir. May I have a quarter? Mm. And he goes, a quarter? You want just a quarter? Just a quarter, sir, just a quarter. Why just a quarter? I want to get a meal. You can't get a meal for a quarter. He goes, I just need a quarter. Just a he goes, how about you ask for me for more? He said, he told him the secret. Ask me for more. He goes, no, 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 no. I just want a quarter. Tony just walked away, not even giving me nothing. Because he was baffled. 
He was only asking for a quarter, but Tony was ready to give $100. My friends, the crazy thing about this is that our God owns the riches. He owns a thousand, what's the word, a thousand cattle. Yeah, he owns all that. He's rich. He's rich. His, his, his floor leading up to his house in his whole kingdom is gold. My friends, God is full of riches and glory, ready to give us and bless us. But the challenge is, is maybe our lives aren't where it needs to be because we're not asking big enough. Maybe because we're just asking just enough. What do we, we, whatever we say, Lord, God, I'm going to pray for this, I'm going to pray for this. But we pray just enough according to our strength, according to our abilities, according to our talents, skills, and capabilities. But instead, tonight, my prayer is that we challenge each other to ask, not relying on you, but relying on him. Mark 3.25, And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. You see, that verse hits me so hard because my mind is going crazy and my emotion is, is crazy. I'm crazy in general. You know? but, but there are people out there who says, I know things will be all right, but my emotion says, I'm panicking. My mind says, this isn't that big of a deal, but my emotion says, this is a big deal. So that's a house divided amongst itself. And the Bible says they're unstable in all their ways and they shall receive nothing from the Lord. It is hard for us to say, yes, I have faith in God. Yes, I have faith in Jesus and that everything will come to pass. But yet still struggle to believe that he's able. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Truly, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am with them. You know, that, that concept of where the, where the two or three gathered in my name, there I am, there with them, those two concepts that it's brought up. One is the concept of uh, approaching someone for uh, correction. Where two or three are gathered in my name, if you go to them, gather a brother, and then go correct your brother. And then the second instance is this verse, when it comes to prayer. My friends, every one of us needs each other. We all need each other. What's that song? We all need somebody to lean on, right? We do. You know, every single one of our blessings, every single one of our, um, our blessings, every single one of our achievements, every single one of our dreams, hopes, and desires is, on the, is predicated on someone else. It's not just on you. Oh, I don't need anybody. I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to ask for any, you know. You need everybody. My friends, you say, oh, I don't need, well, you go in the fridge, you're about to eat. You need somebody. Oh, I, I, I can cook my own food. Yeah, but before you eat that chicken and cook the chicken, someone had to kill the chicken. Someone had to raise the chicken. Someone had to ship the chicken, pack the chicken. Come on, right? So someone was, so you did need somebody. And what we needed was Albertsons or whatever it is, you know, whatever grocery store, Albertsons support me. You know, anyway, sponsor me. But in reality, though, people who say, I don't need somebody or I can handle this myself, well, I can go out and take care of myself, just me and God, don't know that I don't know the, the laws of God. God has certain structures and, and methods the way he works. 
I heard a story, I probably heard, you probably heard a story before, of a, a drowning man in the ocean. He was rowing his boat fishing, and his boat sank, and he's drowning. And he's praying, God, save me! May I not die here in the ocean? I'm lonely, I, don't, I need saving. And then a big cruise ship comes by, and says, mm, Young man, we'll throw over a life vest for you. Come on board. The, 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 the drowning man says, no, God's going to save me. And then the cruise ship goes, okay, and goes right off. Another ship comes around with crab couches or, crab, or catching crab, a little boat. and say, hey, man, come on the boat. We'll save you. He goes, no, I don't want you to save me. God's going to save me. And then he goes off. And then later on, we got other people who are like scuba divers who are like, oh, hey, we have a boat over there. You want to come with us? So, no, stop it. God's going to save me. Then the scuba driver's okay. Starts swimming away. A couple minutes later, the man dies. The man dies, goes to heaven. And then God says to him, why are you here? It's not your time. And the man says, I was waiting for you to save me. He's like, you fool. I sent you a cruise ship. I sent you a crab boat. And I sent you scuba divers. And you didn't take their help. You know, I would say that's considered a sin. Why? Because that is not humility. To not be able to ask for help. And the Bible says he is, he is away from the proud, but close to the humble. My friends, we all need each other. And that's what the agreement is all about. It's saying, here's what I'm praying for. Here's what you're praying for. Let's all touch each other's paper and pray and agree together that this will come to pass. You know, a lot of churches, they have these prayer request cards. We, used to, we had them. We actually, we have, we have boxes of them that Jen designed. And we have boxes of them. But no one filled them out. So we stopped putting them out. And so the question pops up is, I remember the little pastors, uh, I used to be, belong to uh, pastors like, I guess in the business world, they call it mastermind, like a pastor's gathering. And they, they determine on the health of a church by how many prayer requests comes in. Not on how much tithing comes in, how many members in the seats, but how many prayer requests. Because it shows how many people rely on God. That's the way they said, okay, our prayer request this year, this week is this much. The prayer request card that came in this week is this much. Because it shows how much they're reliant on God. And how much they believe God uses the church to be that middleman between them and God. And so I was fascinated. So I was like, okay, well, we're, we're, no one's filling out our form. So I'm going to go ahead and step away from this little mastermind thing and just go ahead and just do my thing. You know? <laughs> But it's the aspect, though, I, I said, you know what? No, we've got to talk about this more. And that's the reason why we're starting this whole daily prayer thing. And I love it. We have people who are, who are hopping on there who, who, we have people who are hopping on there who won't necessarily comment on there, but they're messaging me and saying, hey, I'm watching. And the person's a Wiccan, witchcraft. Hey, your prayers are, are amazing. Hey, the, and I'm like, oh, that's on me. That's on, that's, oh, my gosh. You know, so-and-so's watching. You know, so feel free to hop on any, any day. Even if you just hop on, let me watch it, just type in your prayer request and bounce. My friends, we need each other. We need each other. You know, the verse that really pops, I want to pop, pop out here is the word anything. Say anything. anything. You know the, the biblical definition of anything? The biblical definition, if you look it up, for anything means anything. Simple, anything. But people are saying, I'm going to go to God when it's a big thing. I'm going to go to God when it's a humongous thing. 
But do you know he takes pleasure in you cooking and be like, Lord, help me. Because <laughs> you're acknowledging him. You're acknowledging him. Can you imagine? Okay, let's just pause for a second. And let's just think of ourselves, okay? A husband and wife, right? If, you know, it's funny because I'm not the most masculine, okay? I'm not the most masculine. But I remember, but, but I, I find it so funny. I'm not funny. I find it so humorous when Angela's trying to open a jar. And just, oh, baby, can you open this for me? I'm like, yeah. You know, like, here you go. <laughs> Even though I know I'm not the most masculine. But it's the aspect of, okay, I'm needed. Ladies, don't you want to be needed? Every one of us human beings want to feel needed and appreciated. Do you need me? No? Okay, well, I guess I'm not needed here. And we walk away. A relationship that's failed is because the other person fails to be needy of the other person. We think it's the other way around. We think if I'm too needy, then if I'm too needy, then they'll, they'll not like it. But actually, it's the opposite. If you need someone more, the more they feel appreciated. Because they know, oh, I'm important to them. Oh, now, there's a difference between codependency, you know, that's, that's a whole different, you know, mental issue there. But not to be codependent upon each other, but the aspect of sharing a healthy level of neediness. And so imagine God, our Father. He says that we're made in His image, means our desires are His desires. We say, Lord, I need you. I need you. Help me with this. God, I'm acknowledging you right now. I'm doing this assignment, this, this project for work. Lord, bless this work. Give me wisdom from heaven that I can accomplish this and give you the glory. And then later on, you, you start just finding yourself practicing this concept, this, 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 this practice of needing God. And when you need him more and more and more, he ends up showing up more and more and more. We have to be needing of him for anything, not just the big things. James 5, 14 and 15. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. Anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will make you well. Why do they say call the elders of the church? Why do they say ask for someone's help? If I'm sick, can I just call them on myself? Why does the elders have to call and pray for me? Why is that? It's because, once again, the hand of God is used through other people. Does that make sense? You say, Lord, provide for me. And your phone starts ringing with a prospect. You're like, nope, God's going to provide. Does that make sense? God uses each other to do the work that he wants here on this earth. And it's up to us to receive it. So feel free to ask for prayer. Feel free to message at whatever time in the night and say, will you guys pray for me? Hey, or ask each other, hey, will you pray for me? Can you pray for me about this? Can you pray for me about that? And, you know, I got to say is that in this, 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 this past week has been tough, been very, very tough. But I love being able to go, Angela, she was busy in Vegas. I was like, Angela, I, I need your prayers. Jen, help me out, pray for me. But just when I do that, when I did that, it's such a relief. There was so much relief over my, over my chest. Like, oh, thank you. Felt good. Just release it. So call upon somebody. Here is a verse that every time I talk about it, someone else will come to me at the end, of the, at the end and will say, that was revolutionary. James 4, 2. 
Yet you do not have because you do not ask. We have some the King James versions. You have not because you ask not. That's like Shakespeare. But you don't have because you don't ask. Maybe you're you're lacking in one area of your life, not because God doesn't want to give it to you, but because you're not asking. Just like Tony Robbins, who has the hundred dollars in his pocket. The homeless man's asking for a quarter, he's ready to give a hundred. Maybe you're not asking, or you don't have you're not asking big enough. My friends, let God of the universe take care of you. He's just waiting for you to say, Hey, can you give me this? And many times, many times, well, if he's if he's so good, if God is so good, then how come he just doesn't just do it? How come he just doesn't pay my bills? How come he just doesn't like like somehow someone opened the door, like, oh, look, a box full of money. Thank you, God. How come it doesn't just do that? Because why? Because you didn't ask for it. And you're not, you're not, you're not begging him for it. He wants you to beg him. One of these Sundays, I'm going to talk to you about the aspect of God wants to be nagged. He wants to be nagged. You know what nagging is? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, type in. Hey, hey, can you give it to me? 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 And it's nagging. For us, it's annoying. The Bible says he wants that. He wants that. That's the reason why if someone's already prayed for you for one thing, keep praying. Don't stop praying. I'm reading a book right now, a revolutionary book. It's called Push, P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens. And I said this year, oh my gosh, I told Angela, this is the year I'm going to focus on prayer. As a matter of fact, you know, we're going to be praying big time. And so pray until something happens. And he talks about the aspect of if you don't push, then you're pulling. And when you're pulling, you're pulling in strength. When you're pushing, it's by that, per, that own force. It's not as, this, this lady, he talks about this lady at the bank who goes over to the door and she's yanking on the door, pulling it. And she's like, old lady, and she's like, so mad. And he goes up behind her and goes like, ma'am, you okay? She's like, this is not open. I need to deposit the money. He looks inside it. The, the bank is open. So he reads on the, the door, push. He goes, oh, just a simple nudge. And she goes like, oh, you're so strong. And then she goes right, right in. Too many of us are pulling and struggling in our lives. When God's just saying, just push. Just pray until something happens. Don't stop praying. You have not, because you ask not. My friends, I would like for us this year to start off this, a series on prayer. We're going to talk, keep talking about the five things we're believing for. But I want us to focus on prayer. And that we would begin this, this journey this year in prayer. And understand that prayer is what moves God. Did you know that you can change God's mind? You can change God's mind. God may have something in his head, but the moment you pray, he can change his mind. At one moment, he was about to smite some people. I'm going to kill these people. I'm going to demolish them. But then someone prayed. Someone prayed. And he goes, okay, because you pray, I will hold back my wrath. We can change God's mind. Your life doesn't have to be the way it is right now. 
The situation you're dealing with doesn't have to be it. We can pray until something happens. My friends, you have not because you ask not. John 14, 13, and 14. And whatever you ask for in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. And his name is Jesus. That's why it's important to pray in the name of Jesus. Last verse, again, the verse we said earlier, James 4.2. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. So right now we'll take a few seconds here. If you can just fill, fill out that form. Take this form home with you and bring it back next Sunday. And then we'll pray over that. Is that okay with you guys? But tonight, I want us to understand the power of agreement. The power of agreement. So instead, we'll go ahead and give it to you guys next Sunday. So next Sunday, bring this with you, and we'll pray for you with oil. But everyone stand to your feet. I don't know what we're going through tonight. I don't know what situation you're dealing with and facing in your life. But my friends, prayer is the answer. Prayer is the key, the gateway to heaven. You want to tap into God of the universe? Our cell phone that we have with him is prayer. Just closing your eyes and saying, Jesus. Jesus. Before I pray for everyone here, I want to pray for those online and those here who have never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, who hasn't said, I want Jesus as my Savior. If that's you tonight, you say, I want a relationship with Jesus. Pray this prayer and say, dear Jesus, Jesus. come into my heart. Make me, new. Make me new. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your forgiveness. I walk in your glory. Heaven is my home. Heaven is God, is my Father. God is my Father. In Jesus' name. Jesus. If you pray that prayer, we will get you an e-book. And we'll make sure you get uh, get that, get plugged into a church. If you're in San Diego, come check out our church. And for those of us right now online and in person here, I would like to ask you a serious question. Everyone, every eye closed, every head bowed. Every serious question. If you say today, Stephen, I'm going to commit to praying a little more this year and making prayer a priority in my life. Not the last resort. Well, the only thing we can do now is pray. Nope. The first resort. I go to God in prayer. If that's you tonight, say, I want to make prayer my priority. Can you just look at me so I can pray? I can pray for you. Amen. 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 Father God, tonight, Lord, for every one of us who have made that commitment to make prayer a priority this year. Pray over our finances, pray over our, our children, pray over our, our jobs, pray over our relationships, pray over our health, pray over our freedoms, pray over everything, God, that we would put you first. And prayer is not religion, prayer is not, it's just simply tapping into God. Daddy God, and say, Daddy God, I need you. Abba Father.
want you. I need you in the circumstance. I need you in my situation. No one knows what's going on but me and you. So Lord, if you are able to do all things, which I know you're able to do all things, move in my life right now. Move on my behalf. Make every crooked way straight. When Pharaoh's arm is behind me and the Red Sea in front of me, Lord, make a way where there seems to be no way. Make a way right now, God. We feel trapped. I feel trapped. But Lord, you can make a way where there seems to be no way. Make a miracle happen in my life. Right now, just for the next few seconds, can you just pray a whisper to God and say, God, just say, here I am. Just in your own breath. Here I am. Here I am. Maybe for some of us who are watching online, maybe it's your first time. And say, hey, my name is so-and-so. Here I am. And prayer is now a priority. Lord, tonight, may tonight be the start of something new and amazing in our lives. That we come to you in prayer. And that we'll be humble to ask each other for prayer. For agreement. That whatever we ask for in your name shall be done. In Jesus' name we pray this. for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.